Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. This is TJ, and I usually do a, I usually do an off-the-top-of-the-dome first impressions podcast. Today, because WandaVision's over, and we're waiting for, we're waiting for Falcon and the Winter Soldier to come out, decided, hey, let's do an Attack on Titan extravaganza. I'm actually almost all caught up to it. So we're going to talk about three episodes of Attack on Titan today. If you're hearing this on YouTube, you can go and hear what I thought about the rest of the season of Attack on Titan on the podcast. Wherever you find your podcasts, just look up Pop Yak and they're there. Usually with reviews and stuff of WandaVision and the boys sprinkled in. The first episode of Attack on Titan is called From One Hand to Another. And I'm sure that title references the fact that the letter being taken from Aaron slash Norman Reedus is being taken by Falco and delivered outside of the ghetto. It's really weird to see somebody take a package from Norman Reedus and then deliver it themselves. That's weird. I want to make another note about the OP. I'll randomly come in and just give pepper you guys with my thoughts about the OP as the season goes on, just because sometimes it'll take me a couple of viewings of the OP to kind of get things from it. The war looks colorful and exciting and attractive, and I'm sure that's a problem with Marley in general because they are just always going to war. So much so that Theo, our commander who's actually a good dude, is sick of it. And he wants to go, you know what? Let's conscript regular Marleans to see if they like the war when they're going to it. Also, it'll maybe shut off the reliance that they have on Titans. The OP has a lot of mushroom clouds. Like, a lot of them. And because of that, and the frantic music and the color, it reminds me a lot of Paranoia Agent. uh, Which is a really interesting anime that I might talk about somewhere down the line that I definitely suggest everybody check out. If you want a total change of pace in the anime you've been watching, you're like, ah, this is this story again? I've seen this type of anime a hundred billion times. Fuck this. I want something fresh. Check out Paranoia Agent. It's definitely something like I've never seen before. I'm sure there's other anime out there like this, but me being mostly a shonen watcher, it fucked me up in a good way. But in Paranoia Agent, there is mushroom clouds and people are like, yay. The mushroom clouds also make me think that's what the Warhammer Titan can do. Just show up, throw a punch, or shoot a snot rocket, and just bomb the shit out of one given any given area. Because we haven't seen bombs like that. Or, that's what's gonna that's what it's gonna take to take out the Titans. Because we see the Titans at the end, you know, we see Aaron's Titan reaching out, and he's, like, made of stone. Um, kind of like Pompeii just went off. And I want to know what causes something like that. Probably these bombs that probably the Warhammer Titan's gonna get, throw down. Because no Titan's gonna get a name as badass as the Warhammer Titan. If he's not going to throw shit down. The Warhammer Titan we learned is also the Benedict Arnold Titan that decided, you know what? I'm going to betray my entire race of people to put a stop to these wars. Help out the little guy. Because of that, the Warhammer Titan's family was revered for generations. And also because of that, the Warhammer Titan's descendants is kind of in charge of shit. Who inherited the Warhammer Titan? The guy that looks like the bassist from Given pretty much said hey, it could be any one of my family members. See that old-ass man? It could be him. I doubt it's the old-ass man. (laughs) Considering the Titans kind of have an effect on you physically when you come out of it. Like like the cart Titan is really tired. Speaking of the cart Titan, she just walks around on her all fours to kind of say, hey, if you didn't put two and two together that she's the cart Titan, we're going to spell it out. I think they even mentioned that she is the cart Titan. But they're like, look, we're going to put it in your face some more. She's the car titan. But it's, remember what I said before, like the titans change you? I think that's what's starting to happen here. Like she's being changed by her titan. She's walking around on all fours. Her face is going to get longer soon. She won't be able to go to bars without people making that horse joke. His name is Willie, but Willie is lame. Let's call him William. It sounds more like a 
person of high standing. I think he's the Warhammer Titan because later on in the episode, he kind of looks down at his own hands when he's talking about it. He could just be thinking about the blood that's flowing through his veins, which has the capa- the capability to also become a Titan. And if that's true, he's a red herring and the Warhammer Titan is probably a super young kid, one of those little kids that was running around. If he gets turned into a Titan, ends up turning into this five meter Titan, one extreme or the other, there's no in the middle. Falco finally beats Gabby in a race and I'm happy for him. Beats her in a foot race and all of a sudden everybody's praising him because holy shit, you beat her in a race. You could probably get the armor Titan and they're just blowing smoke up his ass but Gabby kind of gets pissed off about this. Like, fuck you, he just beat me in a race. I'm better at him than everything else. And it's like, yeah, but somebody beat Gabby at something. Holy shit. I think is another thing that is that they're kind of blown away by. It causes him to blurt out, look, I'm doing it for you. And he's all blushy, blushy and it's like, aw, love is in the air. Also, Falco's brother is going to get the Beast Titan. And I was I was remarking that, oh, they give it to the tallest person. So, And I totally forgot the Colossal Titan was Armin. Oh my god, is the Colossal Armin Titan going to have the blonde hair? Please give him the blonde hair. I need it. I need it to live. Armin's my favorite character in this whole fucking show. And I would love to see that Titan with his, his dumb blonde hair. That another person that I think is my favorite, on this side of the war anyway, I really like Falco. William Warhammer, which is a really badass name. It's, it kind of sounds like a Norse name. He kind of looks like a Viking too. So William Warhammer decides, hey, we're going to bring in all the dignitaries and have them come into one of these ghettos where, where I'm going to put a play on for them to talk about the Eldian question. I don't like questions and solutions in these type of environments. I don't like them. I'm very concerned about what he's going to say. Or at least I think that that's a red herring too. I think he's just saying that to get everybody on board of like, yes, kill all the Eldians. Just kill them all, please. They're dangerous. And I think he got everybody psyched up for that. But what I think is actually going to happen was the beans got spilled by the guy earlier on who accidentally made a joke that was like a Freudian slip where we're going to gather all of you dignitaries, foreign dignitaries in one spot and have a titan just destroy you. Probably me. In the middle of the play, I'm going to stand up, turn into the Warhammer Titan, and nuke this whole area. Which is why it's in the Aldian ghetto. I'm done with this, I'm done with foreign dignitaries, and I'm done with titans. And then after that, I'm going to throw myself off the highest tower. <laughs> or after that, I'm the ruler of the world. War has ended in one swoop. There's a lot of things, there's a lot of reasons why William Warhammer is doing this. So a guy comes and sits down next to Norman Reedus slash Aaron and is like, listen, I saw you give that boy a letter to go and deliver. Stop fucking around with that boy. He also tells him that, hey, my name is, uh, my last name is Jaeger. Can I sit next to you? Aaron Jaeger gets to talk to his grandfather through his pushing and pushing and pushing and telling his son, please eat this boot for dinner, son. This is all we have. He gets to find out more about his family from his grandfather that's crazy uh Aaron gets to meet family he didn't even know he had that he didn't even know existed still but unfortunately it's not it's not the best reunion considering Aaron wants to kill all the titans the problem is he is also a titan everybody that he knows is Neldian right he thinks Armin swell he likes Mikasa he likes the princess he likes all these people what is his goal here I guess just revenge against Reiner and company. And how did Aaron get in? I think he snuck in when they were in the middle of war because then you can steal somebody's outfit and pretend you were there the whole time. They don't really care about Eldians. So he was probably able to sneak in then. And I'm sure because of that, there's probably another, there's probably other uh, Eldians that snuck in as well. I don't see anybody that looks like Armin, but I got my eyes peeled. I'm looking very closely. And speaking of looking, Aaron, I am looking respectfully. He looks really cool with the long hair, and I like his new disposition. He's just 
the, the war has changed him forever, and he's like this stone cold bastard. He's well, that's when, when he punched himself in the face, I was like, I was getting rid of a crybaby or whatever he was saying. I think he did. And new Aaron is way cooler than old Aaron, who was like kind of an edgelord. New Aaron is like, look, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm going to be about it. And I like that. I like quiet, stoic Aaron. We got to have him scream at least once, though, before the series is over. We get the most obvious foreshadowing in the whole world when, at the end, Reiner is dragging uh, the brat chick through the streets. He can carry her. He can carry her easily. He's just dragging her, I guess, so she can learn her lesson. When she's like, I think things are going to change forever. And I'm like, you just mean translation shit's about to go down and we know that i got super hyped when aaron showed up at the end it seemed like a trap when he was like hey i want you to bring reiner to me and he's like hey down there look i brought him to you like you asked that kid has no idea what he's doing it's kind of like when you see a tv show where a, a drug dealer gives a kid a bag and tells the kid to deliver the bag and the bag is full of drugs or illegal weapons or something and the kid has no idea so it's like i don't get in trouble i wasn't delivering anything it was the kid so it was a very obvious setup and trap for reiner reiner seems surprised to see aaron and i am foaming at the mouth to see what he thinks and i'm gonna watch another episode and give you my fresh thoughts on that man oh man episodes of attack on titan are like potato chips you can't just have one this episode is called the declaration of war where we get the declaration of war we find out aaron's motivation as to why he's continuing to do what he's doing we know aaron's total motivation his mom got eaten by a titan i mean we see it every second episode but we also see he's real upset at Rhina who he thought was his friend, betrayed him. This guy was playing the long con and was like, hey, Aaron, come back with us. Join forces with us. It'll be cool. It'll be neat. And then Aaron's like, are you fucking crazy? You ate my fucking parents. You betrayed us. Fuck you. And even though Aaron has lived with these people forever and seeing how they were and how they treated him, um, some treated him terribly and some treated him good. I mean, he got to speak to his grandfather of all things. But, I mean, meeting his grandfather must have been a shock to his system in a bad way. He learned about his enemy. By staying with them for a long time. He pulled a Reiner 100%. Except he didn't make any mistakes. Annie is the only one that seems to have really like learned from her situation. She learned to love these people. She's like, these are my friends. She, she decided not to kill Armin. And I think, I honestly think that she is also part of the squad. When we see the person that's leading the cart and jaw titans back into, the, into this trap. You're like, yeah, that's probably Mikasa. Sounds a lot like Mikasa. But what if it's Annie? Maybe that's why she sounds so familiar. The car titan probably heard Mikasa's voice maybe like for five minutes. She wouldn't recognize it that immediately. Or maybe she would. I don't know. Maybe that's one of her hidden talents. Car titan recognized her voice. And the fact that this person had blonde hair, I'm thinking it's Annie. She chose to trust these people. And of all things, we see Annie's dad, who's black, by the way. That fucked me up. I was like, that's Annie's dad? Annie's dad doesn't believe she's dead. And I think that we saw him for that reason, specifically, of, hey, motherfucker, your daughter is alive. Aaron's like, listen, I'm going to make sure that the punishment fits the crime. I am going to do to you exactly what you did to me. I got to know these people. I think some of them are pretty great, like Falco, who, oh man, I feel so bad for Falco. They did a wonderful job of making me care a lot about this character that we just met. He's like, Falco's a good kid. I like him. So I'm going to murder his ass. Another thing is, he's like, look, we're underneath the theater. We can hear all of the stuff that's happening in the theater. We're underneath a bunch of civilians. If I transform here, I'm going to rip them all apart. So he has Reiner's full attention while he tells Reiner what he's going to do. And Reiner breaks down in tears. Reiner's finally broken. That for some people would be enough just to see their enemies like driven to tears at their feet but no not Aaron Aaron's like no the punishment's not over 
I just wanted to make you feel like shit first. And I'm going to kill you immediately by transforming into a titan, not giving you ch a chance. The thing is, when uh, Aaron like cuts his hand and he calls himself a wound, he transforms, right? So I'm assuming that he causes Rhyna a wound big enough to make him transform into a titan. Unless Rhyna does the whole mid-transformation thing just to protect Falco. Because I honestly believe that Falco and this might be it for the armor titan in general. But let's talk about this play. That was put on for everybody, all the dignitaries in the world. First of all, I feel like if I'm anybody who's watching this stuff unfold on TV or in the newspapers or whatever, this is a fucking trap. You brought all the dignitaries here. Your man done flubbed up yesterday saying that you're all going to die. You have us all in one place. And it's like, yeah, he sacrificed himself. Yeah, he sacrificed himself for a trap. He led you in to making his point, especially when he's like, and there's a big bad titan. The attack titan's a bad guy and you shouldn't like him. Oh no. And then Aaron comes out of the fucking ground and eats him. Punctuating your point perfectly. It's almost like you set this up and that Aaron works for you and is on the take. That's how I would see it. If I was any one of these other countries, I'd just be like, yeah, this is bullshit. And you guys are in on it. And Marley just wants us to help them clean up their mess. And Marley's the actual enemy. They went out here and explained... We don't goof by fucking with the king and his peace, even though the king said, do not fuck with us in our peace. He promised he wouldn't fuck with us. He, he just said that was an empty threat. But then when we went over there and fucked with him, he sent some motherfuckers over here. He covered it up with, oh, there was a coup. You sent people over there and fucked it up. Don't you see that you're the baddies? Like, don't you see yourself when you look at the mirror and you're wearing like a fucking skull on your hat and go, wait a minute, heroes don't wear skulls on their hats. And his whole thing is like, I'm a devil and I hate my race too. And shut the fuck up. At the end of this episode, he gets torn so asunder <laughs> that I was like, all right, he's going to transform into the Warhammer Titan now. That is until I watch the next episode where that is not at all what happens. <laughs> Real quick, a couple notes about the play. When you see the play and you see like the Titan, the, the people representing the Titans, they're in their fighting. You can tell very easily who the female, the Warhammer, and the Cart Titans are. And I thought that was really cute, especially the Cart Titan. Oh, and the person being the Jaw Titan is just squatting low, real low. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm real small. I thought that was real cute. I liked the performance. I thought it was very well put together. It was Ember Island Players Plus Plus, the next episode. Each episode's mystery box is pulling me in so thoroughly. I want to keep consuming these episodes as soon as they come out. That's something that I haven't felt for a lot of anime. And I know a lot of people are like, yeah, but Attack on Titan was boring that one time. The mystery box of that key going in that door was enough to keep me. It almost lost me in season two and some of season three almost lost me because I was just like, oh my God, get on with it. But compared to a lot of other anime that are go on and on and have like literally a hundred episodes of filler, this ain't that bad. This is not the end of the fucking world. But yeah, that mystery box kept pulling me in. There's not a lot of anime. Like I'm looking at a lot of the new stuff that I watched this year or last year rather, 2020. And I'm like, man, I don't have that anime that I'm like really thirsty to go back to. I think there's Beastars is one of those animes that I'm like that with. Or cartoons, whatever you consider Beastars. And uh, Given was another one that just pulled me right in. Fruits Basket's another one. But I, when I watched Fire Force, I thought Fire Force was trying too hard to just be the trendy thing. Like they took all the stuff that was trendy and then said, this is the show. Um, and I felt like Jujutsu Kaisen was the same thing, but more interesting. But anyway, on to the next episode, The Warhammer Titan. With an episode title like that, it's like Smuckers. You know it's going to be good. Willie Warhammer says his goodbyes to his family. And when he says goodbye to him, the kids say like, see you later, you know, we'll see you soon. That's something my family does. Like if you say goodbye to any of my family members, we'll get really pissed off. Like, hey, we'll see you later. 
So I noticed this immediately and I was like, oh yeah, he's definitely telling these kids that, that that's it, goodbye. I know I'm going to be uh, the first casualty in this war. He sort of wasn't. I mean, the people in the building that got blown to smithereens were probably the first casualties, but he's the first major face. The rest of those people from those countries don't give a fuck about a bunch of Eldians in the building. They're just like, eh, oh well, whatever. It's Eldian on Eldian violence because they're all fucking assholes. And it's like, yeah, the Titans were assholes once upon a time, but the king told you, all right, shit's different. Where we want to live in peace. And you spent all this time bastardizing and terrifying the world with titans that now look what you've done. You have done no favors to this race of people who probably would have just wanted to live in peace. I love the like, oh, the king's paradise. It wasn't a paradise for Levi. They set up the whole thing. Like, they didn't expect Aaron and company to attack today. We're going to whip everybody up into a frenzy. Then we're going to send everybody to the island. And it's going to be a wrap, shooting fish in a barrel. They didn't expect the problem to come to them. The sergeant there seems to be okay with it. Just like, oh, it saves us a trip. This is great. This is great. I'm gonna shoot Aaron. I caused the first wound to the enemy. He is so fucking self-righteous. All his posturing and talking did fucking nothing at the end of the day when he got blown up by grenades that he didn't know were gonna be thrown at him. They expected Aaron. They had no fucking idea that Aaron's friends were gonna show up because, well, those letters actually got sent out pretty secretly thanks to Falco. Oh, poor Falco. We don't see Rhino rise up with him. So yeah, I'm assuming I hope Falco's safe. The ending has Falco reaching up for freedom. And I love that it's like poetry. It rhymes, right? Like Falco's reaching up for freedom the same way that Aaron was. And two wrongs don't make a right, definitely. But I can see Aaron's situation. I can kind of see where Aaron snapped finally. I want to see that exact moment though. I'm waiting to see what it what it is that transforms Aaron into this. And hopefully it's not like Game of Thrones. And Game of Thrones, the biggest problem about the last few episodes of that show, they all of a sudden made Daenerys super nuts for no reason. Maybe it's that one moment where he's like, I gotta stop being a punk. And he punched himself several times in the face. Like, I was killing the last part of me that was a punk. But I don't know. I kind of want to really see what that moment was just to see if it's some bullshit like in Game of Thrones or if it's like, oh, okay, I understand even though I don't condone his actions. But anyway, this episode gets right into the action, unlike me, who's just going on and on about how great the show is. Yeah, you you know it's great. You don't need me giving it, paying it lip service. As soon as the Warhammer Titan starts forming, I started screaming, it's hammer time! Uh, that didn't last very long because as soon as the Warhammer Titan started to form, wham! knocked in the face and this is very important that the warhammer didn't form at the neck it formed at the feet and we get to see that up straight up when aaron punches it in the face before it finishes transforming it's the sister i honestly believed it was willie warhammer i mean he's at the front of the forefront of the family but he took the forefront to be a shield for his sister like look okay i'm gonna be the spokesperson for the family not not only am i pretty and charismatic but people will think it's me and my sister will be saved. I honestly was thinking it was the old man. But no, it was the sister. Who looks a lot older than she would need to have needed to have been to be the Titan. This Titan is kind of like 12 from Street Fighter 3. She can make things pop out of the ground. And she can make anything she needs. Including a whole goddamn body. Because she's actually in a cocoon under the ground. She makes herself into a nice delicious fruit for Aaron to eat. Like, I saw that, I was like, you put yourself in a convenient package for Aaron to just put right into his mouth. The Warhammer could talk. So the Warhammer decided to also build a voice box into this Titan and an amplification device from the cocoon to through the umbilical cord up to the Titan somehow. And was like, hey, any last words? And he, like, whispers for Mikasa to show up. And Mikasa, because she has Aaron senses, appears like a goddamn ghost. And they have those thunder sticks they're using as full functional weapons now. Like, they showed up with these full-function weapons, new badass armor, and I'm like, when did they mass-produce this shit? 
this looks amazing. And I was thinking to myself, like, there's going to be, they need to explain this, but there's going to be so many episodes that they're going to need to explain this. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I don't need everything explained to me because that's what usually causes the drag. Pop how they mass produce this shit into one of those bumpers where you explain things to us and we're golden because I don't want to drag the show as any more than it's been drugged already in the previous seasons. But goddamn, I super excited to see everybody way older wearing this cool armor, mass-produced fucking thundersticks, and also on their game. We got to see Whip, uh, the guy with the hair that looked like a cream puff. He got a haircut, which makes him look a lot more intimidating, very good. And him and Jean get into it because he's like, fuck civilians, I'm gonna take all of them out just like they fucking took us out. And Jean is like, you gotta stop thinking about that, man. We're just here to take out the military so that they don't fuck with us so we can go back and live in peace. I'm sorry, that's not gonna happen now. And Mikasa even tells him, like, did you do know what you did? We need to go home. And Mikasa, because Aaron is Reiner, Mikasa is Annie. And she's like, please, we have to go. Wait, I want to know what's happened with the queen. Has Historia sent these guys to go get Aaron back? Like, oh no, go get him before he causes trouble. Or, you know, did she send them to start a war? She doesn't have the problem of the first king's philosophy to deal with. So I really wonder what's going on there. Also, Potato Girl being a badass archer is really dope. I don't think we needed an entire episode dedicated to telling us she was a badass archer. You could have just shown instead of told. that Her putting that skill to use with guns was fucking terrifying. It was chilling. Also, we get to see that Brat Girl. We see her harden immediately when all this damage is happening. And she's like, these motherfuckers. And you can almost hear her start screaming, I will kill all the Titans! Like, she's Eren now. Uh, we get to see Aaron and all of the warrior candidates. Aaron's anger in the brat girl. And we get to see Aaron's naivete uh, in Falco. And the brat girl gets grabbed by a soldier and told straight up, stop being such a fucking brat. And I feel like somebody needed to do that to Aaron. The one dude that was drunk all the time, he tried to do that. But because A, he was drunk all the time, it was hard to take him seriously. And B, he kind of let Aaron's mother die while he carried them off. Aaron kind of, I don't think Aaron forgave him for that. I think Aaron's whole thing is that if that guy told him to snap out of it, he wasn't going to listen. And because that guy got fucking, this guy gets sniped right in front of the brat girl. She's like, that's it. Everybody dies. So I can't wait to see what happens with that. Because these warrior candidates, I don't think they're going to, I don't think the Titans are going to survive enough for them to be eaten by the warrior candidates. I think Aaron's going to be out here eating everybody. And let's not forget Armin. I think Armin is going to, I think at the end of this, Armin's going to fight Aaron. Like Armin's going to be like, you need to go the fuck home. Look what you're doing. We are leaving. Because Armin is way too fucking smart to go along with Aaron's bullshit. He's going to drag Aaron home by the ear. We're going to see two best friends, you know, in a battle of ideologies. And my heart, I don't know if it could take it. Also, Levi showed up and I fucking screamed at the top of my lungs. These Titan people aren't used to be getting their ass beat by humans. Not just humans. Humans that are well-trained in fighting Titans. They're not prepared. You should have just left those people alone. That's all you had to do is leave them alone. Let the Titans be the only problem that they have. And we would have had a much different anime. But no. You want to try to steal the founding Titan. That's on you. That's on you big time. Or... Honestly, I'm putting the blame at the feet, not of Willy Warhammer, but at the fucking Beast Titan. I'm sure he's the one who is out here putting words in ears of people. Also, I hope Annie's dad is okay. I, I really want him to see his daughter one more time. And hey, Annie might betray them too because, hey, Aaron, knock it off. So it might be Annie versus Aaron round two. And I would love to see that. That was such a badass fucking MMA fight. Oh man, it's heating up. It, had me, it has me hooting and hollering every time anything is getting done. And I am so excited. But that's the Attack on Titan Estraganza while I try to catch up to the show real quick. Goddamn, I was not expecting something this cool. And that's all for Poppyak this week. If you want to follow me, check me out at audio underscore D on Twitter. At TJ on Instagram. Thanks for hanging out.